Welcome to On the Journey Conversations. I'm your host, Sandy Wisdom Martin. Today's episode is brought to you by the Christian Women's Leadership Center of Women's Missionary Union. Today's guests are Trinis and Pam Henderson, National Correspondents for WMU. Nothing captures my heart like a good story. Trinis and Pam are the absolute best at obtaining compelling content, often from modest witnesses, and putting the content in a form that captivates those drawn into the story. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Pam and Trinis, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited about you being here. We're honored to be here. Thank you so much. Looking forward to it. Trinis, I get a lot of strange phone calls in my role. From day to day, I never know what's coming. And one day, I got the strangest of strangest phone calls, and it was from you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) As I recall, that call may have been, Sandy, we, we haven't touched base recently, have a great long background together, but we've got this crazy idea and wondered if you would be interested in WMU having a national correspondent team to literally travel the country and do what we call boots on the ground stories, uh, first person stories about missions and ministries literally all over the nation. What you didn't know at that time is I had received a phone call a couple weeks previously from a state Baptist paper editor saying, if WMU could provide more stories, I promise you they would be published all over the United States. And I thought, that would be great, but how are we going to get somebody to write stories? So that was kind of the backdrop for this phone call. And when your phone call came, I thought, God might be up to something. Absolutely. We felt the same way as that call unfolded. My background is Christian journalism. I've been involved with state Baptist papers and Baptist communications all through my ministry. And uh, a few years ago, for Pam and me both, we just began to sense that it was time for a new season of life and ministry. And as that unfolded, we began to have this sense of this national correspondent idea. In fact, we were sitting talking one day, and Pam said, what would you be doing if you could do anything you wanted to? Which is a great an insightful question. And I felt blessed just to have a wife willing to ask that question and to listen to the answer. And I said, you know, if I could do anything I wanted to, I would love to get back to the foundation, back to the basics of why I got involved in Christian journalism in the first place, to tell stories, hopefully compelling stories of ministry that might make a difference for people. And we had always talked about traveling the country together and just just seeing the United States. And as that developed, we said probably the most realistic, and I'm not even sure realistic is the right word, but the most realistic way to do it would be if we just sold our home, sold our vehicles, bought a little RV, and then to find a compatible missions or ministry group that we could partner with. And for me, Women's Missionary Union immediately came to mind. 
My mom was a long-term WMUer, and uh, just the opportunity to touch base with you, to talk about this vision that we feel like God had given us, and to pursue that call, pursue that dream. And God did something miraculous, and here we are about three and a half years later. Absolutely. One of the things, and we tend to say we're more practical people than mystical But so many things happened along the way for God to confirm that call. Because we kept saying, God, are you sure? Because this seems kind of crazy because we were going to potentially sell our house and cars and and really downsize in order to do what we're, we're doing. And not have jobs and you're not retirement age yet. Right. We are much too young to retire at this point. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) no, really. And so I said, well, no matter what, we need to go clean out the garage because there's a whole bunch of boxes that have gone from move to move to move and it's time to let them go. And one of the boxes said, Trinis's work. And he would empty a desk and we would move because we were in a hurry. And so we opened that box and it would look like he had just emptied out his desk. There were papers and mugs and, and there was in this box also one journal notebook, uh, a, news, a reporter's notebook. notebook. And we were sitting there in the garage, and he opened it up, and he said, Oh, my goodness. And I said, What? Because Trinus isn't really a dramatic kind of person. And he said, It says, Sandy Wisdom Martin, WMU. This is an interview I had done with Sandy 20 years ago. And I said, That's it. I'm starting a journal. I've got to write this stuff down because these are things that are, that just is not normal. <laughs> so just as we were talking with you, we were sorting through the garage. So first box, first notebook, first page, Sandy Wisdom Martin. And as we said, God just kept over uh, over. multiplying this. In order to make this vision work, one of the things we needed was an RV, a motorhome. Uh, So we really started from scratch on that. Pam did a lot of research on the internet with her background and skills administratively, just looking detail after detail. And we had looked at a lot of options that just weren't really going anywhere. And uh, Had it narrowed down to one model. One model. We, We knew what we were looking for. And one day at work, Pam called me and said, I think I found it. And it's a small 25-foot motorhome, not particularly pretentious when you think motorhome. And so we started looking at it and just the, the features and the cost. And it was a used RV, a 2017 that we bought in 2018 with 7,000 miles on it. And just that level of depreciation helped make it possible. We actually put down a deposit sight unseen, drove down a few hours the next weekend, looked at it, knew this was the one, and went from there. So God just continually opened doors that we never could have opened to send us this direction. So it's one thing for God to confirm your call and for you to walk obediently in that direction. But day-to-day is a little different. You gave up a 2,000-square-foot home and moved into a rolling 200-foot home. 
You both had careers. Now you're together 24-7 in 200 feet. There's not even another room you can go to unless you go to your outdoor cathedral from time to time, <laughs> if the weather permits. How was that, Pam? Tell me about that. <laughs> you know, I, I do miss women. Women do something for women that a husband can't do. I told Trudis before, I said, you know, a woman would say, I get it, I understand, or that makes sense to me. So sometimes I really miss just going for coffee. Somebody who knows me long enough to say, how's your mom, or how's, how's this or that, rather than starting from scratch at every relationship. All of our friends that we meet are new friends, which new friends are awesome, but oh, there's just something cherishing about old friends. Yes. And along the way, we've been able to connect at both those levels. We have seen old friends from over the decades, uh, high school friends, college roommates, cousins, just lots of folks, because everywhere we go, there's someone we can make a connection along with. The way, yeah. And then with newer friends, one in particular that comes to mind, and there's many, we were in this beautiful campground on an Easter weekend out hiking the trails, going down to a waterfall. And we struck up a conversation with another couple about our age, also RVers. And uh, long story short, the park was hosting a, Easter an Easter sunrise service on the rim of one of the overlooks at the park. And these folks stopped by at 5.30 or 6 the next morning to pick us up to take us with them to the Easter sunrise service. And we continue to stay in touch over Facebook and Messenger and just those serendipitous moments that we would never have had if we had continued the eight to five jobs that were meaningful, that were fulfilling. But for this season in life, uh, just exploring all of that together. And we've also been able to start relationships with the people we've interviewed. Mm -hmm. And it's been neat to reconnect with them over and over about things that come on in their life, whether it's sickness or death or joys, just all of it, that sometimes we can just touch base on those. And that's been really precious to you. It's been interesting. We post something on social media about our travels. Often it's about half and half the people who comment or respond, those that we've had long-term relationships with, and the newer friends that we've met on the journey. People often ask as they hear our story, what's one of the favorite stories that you've covered? And my typical response is, whichever one we're doing right now, uh, because they're all just so tremendous. To hear people talk about their passion and their uh, whatever ministry they're in, they can't imagine life without it. And that's been just so fun to watch because I'm like, you are on the right seat in the bus. <laughs> Everything from Christian Women's Job Corps to World Crafts to tough, tough issues like domestic violence and prostitution, immigration. I, I mean, we've been able to sit down with folks and similar to what you do with your podcast, Sandy, we basically get to sit down with folks and say, tell us your story. And they do. And who yes. doesn't want to share what they're passionate about? Yes. Well, your stories are compelling. You've covered a lot of stories, and you've been a lot of places, from Michigan to Ohio to Maine, 
Florida, the Carolinas, New Mexico. You've covered a lot of ground in three years. We have about 30 states, I think. And again, just uh, as we go into a state, of course, we work with the national WMU staff to look at what are priorities and interests and stories to tell. We'll also email or pick up the phone and talk to the state WMU leaders and just say, what are some of the compelling stories in your state? And uh, getting the opportunity to sit down, I mean, we could just name person after person, story after story, and then the response that we've gotten mm. nationally with Baptist Press and SBC Life with probably 20-something state Baptist papers that have published or posted our stories. and Well, let's take a moment to brag a little bit. <laughs> there have been times when your stories held the top three of the top five positions or the top five of the top ten positions. What that State Baptist editor told me was true. If we will write stories, they will run them. And you have had great coverage for your stories. We have, and we always want to keep in mind not just what those accomplishments have been, but what they mean, what it's for. Even more significant to us than 30 states and 20 state papers are the ministries that have been highlighted. Yes. When we send a copy of the story off to the people we cover, so frequently they write back and just say, thank you so much for sharing our story. And then one of the real goals for us is not just that we say, here's an interesting story, enjoy it, but that it might multiply that ministry, whether it's praying for that specific ministry or brainstorming and saying, maybe that's something we can do in our state. Yes. Uh, we covered a military wives retreat in North Carolina, just an incredible weekend of lifting up and affirming the spouses of the military, many of them home, dealing with family members who are coping with injuries or PTSD, again, crucial, crucial issues. And we didn't just highlight that ministry, but used it as an encouragement to other state WMUs or local groups and say, how can you minister to military families in your state or in your area? That's right. And I do want to take a moment to affirm everything that you've just said. But it's kind of nice when you're recognized for your work because you've been recipients of awards nationally for your coverage these last three years. Every year, you have gotten awards. In fact, last year, Trinis, you were a grand champion. Is that how you say it? You can say it however you want. <laughs> grand prize grand winner. Prize grand prize winner. Prize winner. Uh, I was honored to receive Baptist Communicators Association's grand prize for feature writing about a story, a ministry story we did in Virginia. What I was probably even more excited about was Pam winning first place in portrait photography for some of the coverage that she did. So she has come alongside as we've teamed together and really honed her skills in photography, in video. So our typical setup is we go in and meet folks. I sit down and do the interviews, write the stories. Pam videos the interviews and uh, additional content for, for what we call B-roll, as well as photos, including national award-winning photography. Pam, you were a video editor for about uh, 10 years before taking on this job. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want people to know. 
You jumped in and learned on the job. I'm just a little stubborn, so I was going to learn and do what it took to learn. So, yes, I did. What was yes. within you to think, I, film editing, I, I think I could do that. Well, the stories were just so awesome, and I enjoyed seeing the passion on people's face. I'm very visual. Sometimes I even think in pictures. And so as wonderful as Trinis's stories were, I just felt like you're, you're still not getting the the passion of it, the the dedication of it. And so to capture that on digital film and be able to see a video of it, to me, was, was helpful. And then it's also a, a nod to say, read more information with Trinis's story, and then get interested in yourself, like he said, either to, to support them with prayer or create a ministry in your own area in something similar. And you and your crew have done phenomenal. Your lighting crew, your set crew, <laughs> your filming crew, your editing crew, who, by the way, for those who are listening, are all Pam. <laughs> Each one of those skill sets is something specific that you have to learn a great deal for. Our Pam crew, Our as Pam we call Pam. it. Yes. <laughs> and you have done amazing. Well, if somebody was going to give a prize for most improved, I, <laughs> I think I should probably earn that one. Well, I couldn't be more proud of both of you for, first of all, listening to God's call, for having the courage to step out by faith. I'm not sure that we said this at the beginning. Trinis, you were a vice president of a Baptist college. That's not something that people typically walk away from with no job. Correct. But again, it's why we kept saying, God, are you sure? <laughs> but it does go back to God's timing. After having been a state paper editor for years, you know, the, the print journalism, I had that down pretty well. But the 10 years I spent at a Baptist university in communications, I added to my skill set. And I think it was also there that my heart really turned toward the next generation, toward young adults. And a lot of what we've tried to do on this journey is to highlight young women who are making a difference in missions. Yes. Certainly WMU is an organization that reaches all ages, women and men. The 20 and 30-somethings that really get the vision for missions, and we've had several interviews with them. And just to be able to, again, not just highlight them, but to let that be an example for other young women and young men coming up and to be involved been, in missions. They have been compelling stories. So someone's listening, and God's beginning to speak to their heart about this wild idea that they think, I could never do something like that. What would you both say to them? You know, interesting you said that. One of the additional things God did for us when we had just started talking about this our pastor preached on, what if God asked you to do a creative ministry? I think and, he said if he asked you to do something crazy. Yes, yeah. he did. Like, Hello. And we just, Trinus and I looked at each other and said, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, he's preaching just to us. And right, right. I would say, keep listening, keep asking for confirmation, and don't be afraid. I think additionally, I would say, be sure that you're living your dream and your calling, not someone else's. Mm. We had a couple of folks early on say, 
Well, traveling the country in an RV and telling mission stories, that sounds great. Maybe we should do that. And we're thinking, no, probably you shouldn't. <laughs> if, if you've never written a story in your life, this might not be the place to start. But what passion has God already given you? That's where you want to pursue the dream and pursue the call, if that's where God's leading you. So again, hopefully, if anything, we would be an example not to say, jump in an RV and hit the road, but find where God's calling you and hit that road. You've been on an amazing adventure. What has God taught you? One of the things He has taught me, I mentioned that I started journaling. The times that we really felt God's hand in communicating to us specifics of what He wanted. And we just recently reread that journal of step by step by step. And so sometimes when I feel like there's more silence than I would like from God, or there's more struggles than I would like in life, that I remember. I remember His faithfulness. I'll try to follow that trend. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, dear. Lessons from the road. I think for me, it's, it's maybe not a new lesson, but a reminder that even though Pam and I often find ourselves, just the two of us, traveling the road again, going to the next story, going to the next opportunity, that it's not just the two of us doing it alone. That there's so many people who have come alongside us, whether extending incredible hospitality, sharing their story, befriending us, offering a word of encouragement at just the right time. And a huge, huge part of that, Sandy, is you. The fact that when we shared our vision, that you didn't say, well, that's interesting, have a good day. <laughs> but that you, you listened and you cared, and you captured that vision as well. And you and the WMU staff the way you have come alongside us and supported us and encouraged us has helped make our calling and our vision possible on a practical day-to-day level. Well, it is an incredible story to see what God has done in your lives in three years and to see the lives you've touched and the stories that you've told. You heard Trina say, find your passion, find your calling, and follow God's plan for your life. Thank you guys for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Great. Love and appreciate you. You too. Love you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of On the Journey Conversations. I am so grateful for Trinis and Pam and their partnership in this endeavor. It's been exciting to see how God brought this about. It was definitely part of His plan. Visit WMU.com. Scroll to the bottom and click on In the News, and you will find their stories and videos. We'll see you next time.